Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. I would watch more TV, too, I'll tell you what, man. Well, you know, I was just listening, I was thinking, you know, I would like to go back to radio. <laughs> you know, just screw the TV all together. There you go. Welcome to another edition of Voices of the West, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, that is. Yes. I'm Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, you just heard. All day long. And, uh, and Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Howdy. All day yesterday. Howdy, gentlemen. Howdy. Here in the rain, 51 degrees, and uh, you people lose their minds. Yeah. Well, uh, you, 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 either, you either see them dressed in Eskimo parkas... <laughs> Or you see them dressed in T-shirt shorts, and they're jogging in the rain. That that's like, so in, that's, uh, yeah, I know what you mean because when I lived in Key West for, goodness, almost twenty years, uh, and it would get cold in the winter time, and by cold we're talking in the fifties because you know it's a tropical island, okay? So uh, when it would get down to those temperatures, you could tell the locals because of how many T-shirts they were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see them out there, you know, jogging in their uh, frog flippers. Yeah, exactly. It's, it makes it a yeah. little difficult. Well, uh, here we are, uh, Saturday. Yes, indeed, Saturday, the fourteenth of January. What's so significant about it? Not that much, I don't think. Uh, it is the day after. Wyatt Earp passed in 1929. And what else happened? Well, it's my wife's birthday yesterday, yeah. so. I have a good friend of mine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I got her a book. What did you get her? Yeah, she got her nothing. I took, I took, I took, I took, uh, I took Carrie away from her for the day. There you so go. So she had some peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> the gift of quietness. Anyway, yeah. today's, uh, today's program is uh, basically... No topic for old men. Yes, <laughs> which means we can talk about anything. I love it. Old men sit on the porch, chew tobacco, and whittle. The missus uh, named this episode, yeah. old, uh, No Topic for Old Men. I now, love and it. And we, we rock back and forth a lot and go, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, now your turn. <laughs> what do you think? There ain't nothing happening. Uh, I mean, there is. There's all kinds of things happening. Uh, well, this just this this show reminds me of that Randy Travis song um, about uh, the line where he says, "You know, old men talk about the weather, and old women talk about old men." Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. Say, well, how, how do I get rid of this guy? <laughs> Strychnine in exactly the, in the salad. Or, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I thought uh, since we don't really have much to, uh, I got stuff, but I you know you got stuff. Yeah, too. I, I got stuff too, and you know, in fact, I got some other stuff here that I wanted to get to. Oh, you got business? I got some business. I let me find it here. Monkey business or business uh, yeah, well, business? it's uh, it's good business. Horse business. Come on, get up there. And I got, and I got the new issue of Western Clippings here that we can go through because I want to, I want to cover some of the, some of the uh, buckaroos that have passed on, uh, in the last month or two or three. Yes, indeed, Mescal Movie Set. Uh, they're still doing their uh, tours, and uh, you, if you're wanting to tour it, you best do it before the filming gets underway in the springtime. Uh, you can do it on the weekends now, 20 and 21 January. Looks like those are the last days that you can do that. So uh, make sure you uh, find out more about that. Uh, start right on the hour at 9 a.m. The last one starting at 2. 
Uh, it's a quarter mile long, lasts about an hour. It's only 15 bucks a person. Children 10 and under free. Proceeds go to renovate the set to attract future film productions, which we want. Yes. No smoking, please. No pets. No weapons on the set. Find out more at mezcalmovieset.com. And then coming up in March, the 1st of March. One of the most important rules out there. Don't feed the rattlesnakes. And don't feed the rattlesnakes. That's right. Yeah. Because they'll they'll want to come home with you. uh, Coming up March the 1st from 10 till 8... Uh, it is the first annual Tombstone Western Book Fair, yes. featuring the authors of the Western genre, including Doug Hawking, Bill Markley, and Chris Enns. It'll be at the Shefflin Hall, 4th and Fremont in Tombstone. Find out more at CochiseCountyCorral.org. We will be there. Uh, they to, are all alumni of Voices of the West. Yeah, we, we will be there to uh, talk with uh, as many authors as we can corral. Spoil their week. <laughs> and spoil their, well, spoil their midweek because it's the it's That's a true. Wednesday. It's the, uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, we're just there to spoil. So, <laughs> hmm. All right, so that is coming up. And then I got another thing here from Mark Sankey out at uh, Mezcal Movie Set. Uh, coming up in uh, February, 4 and 5 February, from 10 to 4, uh, it's a Civil War artillery demonstration. Ooh, you'll be out there. You know, I sure want to be out there. They're going to have some pretty cool things out there. Uh, there uh, it's also uh, the Southwest Living Historical Association, uh, along Ooh. with Mescal Movie Center, sponsoring a Civil War event featuring cannons and reenactors from the 3rd U.S. Artillery and the 1st Texas Artillery. Uh, demonstrations, tours, and excitement scheduled you know, throughout the, Texas the day. Texas Artillery, they, use, they roll up armadillos and use them for cannonballs. <laughs> well, you know, it's, that, it's, you know, I'm a legend of Mescal now. Mark, yes, Mark you are. informed me that I'm you an are. official legend. He's a legend in his own mind, folks. Yes, and in my own underwear. <laughs> The thing about the, uh, I think it's great that they're doing the Civil War event yeah. and, and such, but fact of the matter is there wasn't squat that happened in Arizona or the Arizona Territory during the Civil War. Most important thing that happened was the engagement at Picacho Peak. You know, the and that was not ships a, right. the That was not a battle it, in the Civil War compendium, which is 22 or 3 volumes of thousands of pages each volume. There is one page devoted to the engagement at uh, Picacho Pass. And uh, basically, New Mexico had a bunch of them, no. What's that? New Mexico yeah. had a bunch of them. New Mexico did, yes. No question about that, but not in the Arizona Territory. What happened was the California column was advancing uh, east. The Confederates who had a, a picket up there found out what was going on. They hauled butt back to Tucson, and they packed up and ran to New Mexico. Strategic retreat. That's exactly right. And that's what happened. There were two or three deaths, uh, one uh, one or two Union and one or two Confederate. I believe it was three three fatalities. But you know when they have the reenactment out there, no, it's like yeah, big battalions thing. out yeah, there. It, it, that just that never happened, folks. Never happened. But it's a great chance. Like, it wow, is for those guys to get together. Hey, it. I you know. I produced. Just don't portray it as I produced pirate uh, pirate uh, gatherings and civil war gatherings, and uh, you know you have literary license to do what you need to do to have a great event. When are they going to do a Pirates of the Santa Cruz? 
They should. You know, as soon as we get some ships. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so that's the housekeeping stuff. You got some more? You got some more stuff there? Well, I got. I've got a little kind of a bio on uh, Julie Adams, but I think I'll save that for maybe later. Why do you want to save it? Oh, okay, we'll do it now then. All right. Okie dokie. Betty, then known as Julia, and then finally Julie Adams, beautiful, beautiful woman, was born October 17 in 1926. She passed away on February 3rd in 2019 at Waterloo, Iowa. I don't know why she was there. She was a five foot six natural brunette, and like I said, a beauty. Yes, she, I remember seeing her. Uh, she she played opposite Blake Edwards and Peter Gunn. Uh, she was the cabaret singer. Yeah, boy. What a, uh, there's there's yeah. a great great quote by her. I think this is you know, I think this is kind of what she the motto she lived by. It doesn't matter if the glass is half empty or half full. Be thankful that you have a glass and grateful that there's something in it. I like that. There you go. Anyhow, what's going on here? Uh, she worked first worked as Betty Adams because that was her, her given name, and then after signing with Universal, they changed her name to Julia uh, Adams. And after a short time, there she persuaded him to change it to Julie, dropping the A and adding an E. She's best remembered as the lovely Kay in the Universal Classic Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. And that is a classic. I mean, that that, I, that one sent me to the bathroom. I was at the right age. You know, I said, I, I said excuse me, i got to go to the bathroom. TMI to France. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, she grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, where she began acting in elementary school. Uh she is the only actress to ever date, and these are the characters, Sheriff Andy, Hoss, the Rifleman, and Maverick. No other actors romance these three char- these four characters. <laughs> yeah, what else nice. have I got here? I got something else here somewhere. Oh, in 1999, she received a Golden Boot for her work in Westerns at the 17th Annual Golden Boot. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I'll... I'll I'll jump over a bunch of her westerns here. Just to, she started her first three westerns were with uh, Jimmy Ellison and uh, Russell Hayden. It was the Dalton Gang in 1949, Colorado Ranger and Crooked River in 1950. Oh, and another one, Fast on the Draw, with with those two hombres. And a oh, and another one, Hostile Country. And then she did oh, there's another one, <laughs> Most of the Brazos. There we now we're getting here. Treasure of Lost Canyon with Tommy Evo. Bend of the River with Jimmy Stewart. She TV Tommy Evo. Oh, she was good. Yeah. Horizons West with Rock Hudson. Lawless Breed with Rock Hudson. Man from the Alamo with Glenn Ford. That's a good movie. It is. It is. You know that movie uh, with Tommy Ivo in there. Tommy Ivo was a uh, drag car racer. Well, I thought you said a drag queen. No. Oh, drag he, he raced drags, uh, drag cars. And uh, he, he uh, this was after his movie and television mm-hmm. career, but he was known as TV Tommy Ivo because he appeared on TV so much. Yeah. And he uh, had a uh, jet car that he brought out oh, to the cool. Tucson Dragway years and years and years and years and years and years ago. Before Hal Needham. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was... Um, it was a sight to behold and to hear. Well, Back there. around the time of our friend, our good friend Jim Rogers. Yes. He was out there. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. 
Well, she also did uh, Mississippi Gambler with Tyrone Power, Stand at Apache River with Stephen McNally. That's a good one. Wings of the Hawk with Van Heffel, another good one. And then back one more with uh, One Desire with Rock Hudson. She did the, I think, a good, good movie, Slim Carter with Jocko Mahoney. And she did with Argot. We need a moment of silence here. Gunfight at Dodge City with Joel McCray. I mean, she, that's the, yeah, he, once she worked with Joel McRae, what's yeah, that? Yeah, there isn't anything But she else. did. She did. She worked with Elvis Presley in Tickle Me. Mm-hmm. wasn't a Western, but it was kind of a kind of a country theme. Okay. Uh, she did the last movie with Dennis Hopper, one of the strangest movies of all time, maybe. <laughs> the Trackers with Ernest Borgnine. And then she just went on and did a whole slew of TV stuff over the years. She was married to actor Ray Danton. Uh, did some stuff with him. She appeared in around 40 Western uh, features and TV. Uh, her, f- her first performance actually was in a third grade play of Hansel and Gretel. Hmm. We have that in common. I actually did a Hansel and Gretel in a children's play group as an adult. I mean, I was a little old for Hansel and <laughs> but, you know, you know. And she was Miss Little Rock at, eight, at 19 years old. Uh, she, her first film job was as a starlet in Paris. That's the name of the movie. Red Hot and Blue in 49. Uh, we went over the westerns here. Let's see what else have we got here. And I think that kind of covers her pretty well. And we brought this information to light because... I just, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I was, we're always looking for topics, mm-hmm. and we don't do that many women. So I, That's I true. and I picked her, but then I got, the, and then I got to thinking, you know, I've had, the, I've been sitting on this forever, and I thought, you know, why not just, you know, on a, on a, on a nugget day or a no days for old men, <laughs> uh, you know, this would be a good, nice little filler. Yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah. And I think maybe you know it's something like I think you know you can I think in the future you know you can bring something Todd can bring little, little these little snippets of uh, film lore. All right, you got anything you want to throw in there, Mr. Roberts? Well, you know, I think she she taught she you know she makes you harken back to a time when you know um, actresses were happy to be women. Um, <laughs> as opposed to um, something else. I hear you. Um, and she also, you know, she was beautiful, mm. and she was a good actress, yeah. and you know, she was, and she kept working all the way. You know, um, she was on CSI, and she was on Lost, and Cold Case, and and so many other things. Mm. You know, working in television through all of that, and I think that, you know, it just. She's somebody who took pride in the craft, but also, uh, you know, owned her beauty and her power. And, you know, I think she was a she was many things uh, to many people over the years. Of course, you know, the creature in the Black Lagoon is enough to be in the Hall of Fame in my eyes. Um, She was also in McHugh with John Wayne and she was in. a lot of TV, she, you know, uh, Go Ask Alice and the Doris Day Show and the Jimmy Stewart Show and, you know, uh, Night Gallery and the Trackers and, and a lot of stuff. And, and she's just, you know, somebody that is missed. 
And you know, this is, this is interesting too, because you were talking, she was continuing working. She passed in 2019, but about a couple of years before that, she uh, appeared in a movie as herself, playing a character uh, that she had played in an earlier movie, yeah. but as herself at that uh -huh. age. Right, right. And so she was like, you know, whatever her age was, nice. it was like a year or two before she died. So she was still she working. She had stayed busy up until then doing stuff. All right, we're going to take a break here and uh, then come back <clears throat> with, um, oh, some fun and frivolity as we frequently do on this program. Samuel Francis, Voices of the West, streaming to you live from the <laughs> White Stallion Ranch. And bless you there, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to. I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. But we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to Best Westerns, Voices of the West at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. 
I got witnesses right here to prove that Wilton murdered Fred Wynn. That's right, I heard him say it's you. Oh, and by the way, Sheriff, I got Ware inside. You might as well take him along, too. I got a signed confession that he framed my father in the asylum. So you see, boys, all it takes is a little frontier justice. Good day. This is the Voices of the West. That Hooter is just so polite. Uh, How how do you get a signed confection out of an illiterate guy? It's Hoot Gibson, that's how. Oh, okay. (laughs) Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts with you. Todd's in Los Angeles. And uh, we are streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Beautiful Tucson. White it Stallion is. Ranch. A little slow now. I guess uh, things fading they're out. out. They're out on the trail. Yeah, they could be. I, you know, it's, sometimes it's just not that busy down here, but you sometimes ever it is. You when you're at hors d'oeuvre time? The, yeah, it gets real busy at hors d'oeuvre time. Wonder why that is. Hors d'oeuvres uh, on the desert. Indeed. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I wanted us to talk about, fellas, was... Uh, <clears throat> Cowboys have a lot of nicknames. Handles. Handles. A lot of handles. A lot of handles. And uh, many of those handles are, uh, the handle is of a state, state name, a territory name, city name. But there are just some that you never hear about. And they're there. But I really question the New Jersey kid. Mm. Hey, Jersey, come on over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what about the Alvin Quipple, Pennsylvania kid? Or the Schenectady kid. Schenectady kid, see? Well, they could call him Schenect. Well, yeah, but see. They, or Necky. You know, you got you got the, the Texas kid. Uh, you can Slim. have Slim. Tex. Arizona. Arizona. So and so. Colorado kid. The uh, kid, kid. <laughs> Kansas kid. Yeah. But again, you never hear about. Oh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island kid. Well, what about Rhode Island red kid? That's a rooster, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hey, there you go. There's a name, rooster. Rooster, there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. From barn animals. Yeah. Don't name them pig, though. Well, pig, yeah. They'll shoot you. Yeah. Goose. Actually, you know, good. We, we talked. We after he passed away, I did a short uh, bit on him, but uh, Ross Loney who yeah. was Rookie of the Year saddle bronc rider when he cracked out. Uh, his nickname was Gander, and he ran with Monty uh, Henson, whose nickname was Hawk Henson. <laughs> so it was Gander and the Hawk, so, Hawk and the Gander. You know, uh, well, the, these kinds of names just, uh, nobody is named the main, the, the main kid or, you know, uh, what's the, time? the Augusta kid? Uh, you know. Well, let's just try. You, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in character now. And talk to you. Well, Augusta, what do you think? Should we rob the bank or go to the bar and have some snoop pool? You know, see, that just doesn't roll. No. Todd, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, there were. You got a handle for a couple different reasons. You might have earned it, yeah, willingly <laughs> or unwillingly, <laughs> or unwillingly. Um, you might have given giving yourself that name in uh, 
recreating yourself uh-huh. because you were trying to leave a certain a uh, certain reputation or life behind right you know um and then sometimes you were just given a name because your name was too difficult you know there was a there was a, a, a kind of an outlaw poser in tombstone in its heyday by the name of russian bill yeah and he he had a very thick eastern european accent he might have been from russia but nobody could pronounce his name so they called him russian bill okay and uh, unfortunately he allowed his persona or his ulterior uh his alias his otherwise known as kind of go to his head he decided to steal a horse and they hung him so sometimes your name was to your detriment, and other times it was to your betterment. Well, here's one for you. All right. Charlie King played a lot of bad guys named Blackie. Yep. Well, that was also his nickname from around the other cowboy actors. Because he usually wore a black hat, well, right? He wore a black hat, but he was, everybody called him Blackie. All right. Well, look, look at Bud Osborne, you know, Bull. All right. He was built like a bull. Yes, he was. Best but, wagon man in the business. But I'm going to go back to New Jersey. Go you, Jersey. You don't have uh, the Bayonne kid, yeah. <laughs> you know, or the the Orange kid, or Florida. That's uh, that means flower. There's no cowboy's going to be calling himself Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Florida. I don't know. With, Tallahassee. With, no, no, that's a good name. It is. It is. That's a good name. I like Tallahassee. The Wisconsin Cheesehead. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, Montreal. We got Ma- Massachusetts. The Boston. The, well, we won't go there. Tijuana. Actually, I think there's been a Tijuana kid. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, because of yeah, the, Mexico's free. Free. I guess. Yeah. The cities in Mexico are free game. Yeah, but I always love the nickname of uh, in the. Um, Duel of Silver Creek with uh, with Steve McNally and uh, Audie Murphy uh, and the uh, outlaw who's working for the bad guy is uh, is a Latin guy with a big sombrero and they call him Johnny Sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> and I always thought to myself, you know, boy, that's inventive. Um, well, they could have called him Juan Sombrero. <laughs> I want a sombrero. I want a sombrero. <laughs> I used to, there Johnny was a guy a who, good example, though. You know, Seven Ways from Sundown, his character's name was Seven because he was the seventh son. Uh, okay. So they called That's him. right. Yeah. All right. Well, and there was a guy I used to cowboy shoot with uh, back in the old days, and uh, his name was, uh, his, his, his real name was Juan. But his last name was uh, Latin, and but his cowboy name, his shooting name was Juan Wayne. Juan Wayne. And I said, Juan, you're, Juan, you're you're not the tallest fella out here. Uh, John Wayne was kind of tall, and you call yourself Juan Wayne. And he looked at me and he said, Well, that's who I'm trying to be. <laughs> I said, Okay, well then you you get it. You get it. Uh, our good friend, who's a friend of the show that we lost, Steve Ellish, you know, everybody always said that he looked just like Lee Marvin yeah. and Monty Walsh, and yeah. he did. Yeah. He really did. It was kind of striking. My mother was literally bowled over by it, and uh, and uh, his cowboy shooting name was Long Rider. Mm-hmm. And after the film by Walter Hill with all the brothers, the story of Jesse James and the James Younger Gang, and he called himself Long Rider, but he wanted to be Monty Walsh. Yeah. He found the name, uh, some guy in uh, a, a shooter in Minnesota had it, 
and this is probably over 25 years ago, the guy wanted $1,100 oh my goodness. to give up the name. Wow. He said, no, I'll keep the 1100 and I'll take the name Long Rider, and nobody else even, it was a very inventive name. Well, now, now wait a second, these names aren't copyrighted or anything, are they? Well, when you join SAS and you get your membership, that's your name. Okay. You, until until you pass, it's your name. But you don't have to go through, uh, there's no search for names or anything like that. I well, mean, they'll search your name when you put your application in. So if, if you, if, if in other words, if they think your name is too close to somebody else's name, too, too much of a duplicate or a copy or something, they'll say no. Your name isn't different enough. Um, at least that's the way it was. Now, uh, unfortunately, we—I always tease um, when I go out there, and you know, no offense, please, to any of our listeners, but <laughs> I can't take too many more Calico Kitties, Calico Lisa, Calico Kate, yeah. Calico Katie, Calico Lisa, uh, Calico Betty, Calico Susan. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to be a little more inventive. I always say, read more Louis L'Amour novels, and you'll have you'll find plenty of names. Well, see, we, have, we have a lady in the WWA who's got the greatest name. That's her professional name, Quack Quack Grass Sally. It's hard to say. say yeah, it. well, that is, yes. Yeah, well, there's a great shooter, a lady shooter, who's, she and her husband come out all the time. And I always loved her, and she was just, she just had the greatest spirit. And I said, and, and we got introduced, and her, they introduced her to me, and this is half-hand Hannah. And I said, half-hand Hannah, I see you have two hands. And she says, yeah, but I got no shoes. So I said, well, what does that have to do with half-hand Hannah? She said, well... I couldn't call myself No Shoes Hannah. I just called myself Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, going, going back to uh, Monty Walsh, you know, you, you, the nickname Monty's real common, but also as the given name, Monty is real common. But it's short for Montague. Well, not necessarily. Monty, uh, Monty, uh, Monty, uh, Monty Hale was M-O-N-T-E. Monty. Just Monty, it was not yeah. short no. for Montague? No. Okay. Right. Because that's, je- well, that's my good- usually a, je- uh, usually a uh, shortened version. Because a lot of the Mike. a lot of the modern cowboy names, uh, you know, you go if you like, like I was saying earlier before the show, uh, you got these rodeo kids that are second, third generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a tradition. They've all got, you know, they got names like Hondo and Cheyenne yeah. and Doby. You know, I mean, it's just great. Lots of Cody's. Yeah, lots yeah. of Cody's. And, yeah, yeah, lots of Cody's. But my good friend Kevin Warren, who uh, lives up in Pinedale, Wyoming, he loved the book Monty Walsh so much he named his son Monty Warren and I when I first met him he was a little baby and I was like wow that's so great and I you know knowing that my dad made Monty Walsh I I didn't want to say oh god you named him after my dad's movie and I said so you know why'd you name it he goes well Todd between you and I I named him uh, Monty for after Monty Walsh but we're not going to tell my father-in-law that because his name is Monty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I go back to my original thing here. You don't find a whole lot of cowboys named after uh, states uh, uh, way out on the east, in the east coast. Uh, the Virginian is probably going to be the only one. Yeah, but that's a Nevada strong Smith. name. Strong name. You know, the, Virginia. the Poughkeepsie kid is not going to travel far. I, I'm sorry, the, Nevada Smith, that... that that's on this side of the country. 
Oh, well, talking, great oh, name, you, great you name. Do, I'm, I'm talking the east east side, oh, okay. east side of the county, where you've got uh, you've got the both Carolinas. Uh, Arkansas. You no, you don't have on the east coast. On the east coast. Bickety here. I, I'm trying to go through the east coast. Just well, well I always loved. Uh, <laughs> I always loved uh, Nat Love's name. Dead Eye Dick. Dead Eye Dick. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a real. It, that was a real name too. That that was his real name. That was his real uh, moniker. His real alias was yeah. Dead Eye Dick. And it was a good serial too. Dead Eye Dick. Great one. Uh, Great night. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking. You know, like. Some of the actors, you know, like you know, Carrie, Carrie Jr., Dobie, yeah, you know, uh, uh, but there's Noel a reason Barry, his Noel name. Barry Jr., Pidge. Yeah, but Harry, Harry, Carey Jr., uh, he talked about why he was named Dobie, yeah. and because of the hair. Yeah, and as saw him with, uh, I see with Ben Johnson interview. Uh, an old Rob Word show. Yeah, and they were talking about that. So, all it's right. Like, well, where does Pidge come from? Pigeon? P- uh, well, knows? he might have had pigeon feet, pigeon toe. Yeah, pigeon, pigeon toe, maybe. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Hey, it's uh, a show uh, called uh, No Topic for Old Men yeah. here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're going to take our next break here. No topic is too deep. There you go. Streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. We'll be back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Skeet Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Ole Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold but blank henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. 
When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. My name is Rudy Ramos. I played Wind in season four of The High Chaparral. And I thank you for listening to Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Today's program, No Topic for Old Men. <laughs> That's easy for you to say, you whipper snapper. <laughs> The fetching Mrs. Alexander very, very, picked a uh, very good uh, name for this. She sure did, Lukey. That's a great name. I love that name. <laughs> oh, gosh. Boy, that was some serious frontier gibberish, and I'm glad these young people were here to hear it. Yes, it's right, you. You take your teeth out and you sound better. Well, I agree with what Sam Johnson said. What'd you say? And I, I'm just proud of it. What'd well, you I'm say? A, I'm, ha- I'm proud of what uh, Howard Johnson said, and I, I'm here to say I agree with it. What'd you say? <laughs> Well, I'm here to say that I agree with what Emil Johnson said, and I'm a I agree with it. You agree? Yeah. I don't. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm, I'm speechless. And, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, this is what I have to put up with week after week after week. And then the preacher says, "Oh, I think we should go into prayer." <laughs> Oh Lord, oh, please guide us. Oh Lord, buy, Lord, buy me a Mercedes Benz. Are we in a valiant mission, or are we, are we just men? just full of shit? No, no, no. This is a family show. It's full of caca. Well, you know, they've translated it. You know, whatever. Yeah. You got some old bits you wanted to yeah, do, Mr. Wanna, wanna, And I'll, I'm going to I'm going to invite Harry, and I'm going to invite Todd. You know, as I talk about uh, these various fellows. I got to take off my glasses you, and dry my eyes. Uh, if that. you got if you got a comment about them, their work, their career, uh, jump in there. All right. I'm going to start with Jack Ging. He passed away at 90 years old. Wow. He's probably. Uh, re- more remembered for Tales of Wells Fargo and McKenzie's Raiders than anything else. He uh, served four years in the Marine Corps. He uh, attended Catholic school in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I mention that because that's the Santa Fe, New Mexico connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, played football for the University of Oklahoma. One year of pro seasons with the Edmund Eskimos up in the Canadian League. Uh, he uh, won the Clint Eastwood Tennis Tournament. That's pretty impressive. Some of his westerns were Hang 'em High, High Plains Drifter, uh, TV, Rough Riders, McKenzie's Raiders, Wanted Dead or Alive, Black Saddle, Wrangler, Wyatt Earp, Matt Masterson, The Deputy, Tales of Wells Fargo, as Bo McLeod, 14 episodes. He did the TV, Shane, 
some gun smokes. Most Mosby's marauders, 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 marauders. Whatever they were, they were often no good. TV <laughs> movie, uh, Bonanza, Virginia, Little House on the Prairie. Uh, he had a pretty decent career. He had a terrible vest though on on Tales of Wells. I have to wonder what was the purpose of the character. Bo in that final season of Tales of Wells Fargo. I have no idea. He, well, I think, I think probably the producer Dale said, you know, I want to lighten up the logo. I want a couple of days off during the week. Bring the, bring somebody in. Well, I mean, the first episode of where he's introduced and how he becomes uh, a, a pal mm-hmm. and then sidekick, I guess, uh, of Dale Robertson. I mean, it was it was an okay episode, but. I mean, what was what was his purpose? Oh, the same way William Demarest with the ranch. I mean, they That's, changed the whole... Wait a second, no. Demarest took care of the ranch. What yeah. did Ging do? Nothing. But what did the ranch have to do with Tales of Wells Fargo? Because that's where that was... Uh, uh, what, what was it? Uh, 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 not Jubilee. Jubilee? No. Uh, what, uh, Glory be, whatever... Mm-hmm. Uh, that the, the name of his ranch was, yeah. and so Demarest was the foreman taking care of it. all the years leading up to it, he didn't have a ranch. It just came in that last year. Okay, but I can understand. Well, he had stolen enough from Wells Fargo that he was able to have a retirement plan. <laughs> there See, you go. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line right there. You know, you got the art of the skim takes a lot of talent. He must have read Donald Trump's book. He read Donald Trump's book. Well, did you guys anything you want to add? to Jack King? You did, Barry. I I did. Uh, Todd, you got anything you want to throw in there? Well, he just, you know, he he showed up and did his job and did his work and and didn't, you know, and wasn't, you know, uh, uh, I've told this story so many times, but whenever I watch TV Westerns, not not film movie Westerns, but TV Westerns, I, you know, when I, I watch a reoccurring character, and it always reminds me of that great Twilight Zone that the guy is the, you know, movie uh, cowboy, uh, TV cowboy. He's on a series, you know, and he's got the great outfit and the bowl and saddle and everything. And he drives a beautiful brand new convertible T-Bird. And, he, you know, he gets to pull right up on the set, get out and do his scenes. And, you know, everybody caters to him and pampers him and he, he knows about as much about a cowboy as, as you know, um, an octopus does. And, <laughs> hey, or about saw, being I a cowboy. I saw a octopus western the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and he's, uh, you he know, and he never gets dirty well. and he, he never gets hurt and he never has to fall off his horse because they all have doubles to do that. And, right. You know, they take a break and. He goes. He he goes off to sit in his 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 uh, director's chair, and uh, you know all of a sudden there's this guy sitting next to him in the next chair, and he starts talking to him, and finally he looks at him. He goes, uh, 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 do, "Do I know you?" you know? <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Well, um, no, but you're going to get to know me." <laughs> goes, well, well, why 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 do I have to? Why, who are you? You know, he's looking down upon him like he's a either a fan who snuck onto the set or he's some crew member who's out of place, not knowing his place, speaking to him. And he goes, well, um, there's a new, uh, kind of a new arrangement we're going to have with you. Um, you, uh, uh, you're either going to uh, lose your position on the show or um, we're, you're going to keep your, or you have, well, all, you know, choice number two, you get to keep your st- spot on the show but uh, you have to do all your own stunts, and you have to 
uh, fly through all the windows now when somebody punches you and when you get shot and you know you're thrown back 20 feet and so forth and he's like wait a minute I don't have to do this he goes you're right you don't but you also don't have to have the show and he says no uh, he, in the end he says no I'll keep it so there he is at the end of the day and he's all torn up and beat up and his clothes are ripped but he gets to keep his keyboard and his great salary and his star billing and I think that, you know, a lot of them, when you come down to it, uh, how many would do that as opposed to, no, I'll go find the next cushy job. Yeah. Well, I have our next our next uh, one, and this is, this is a, I think, a good choice because sometimes people just had forgotten. But a ch- the child actor, Mickey Coon, um, he just passed away at 90. And... You know, I think he's probably he's probably more remembered for uh, Red River playing the young Monty Cliff, but he had quite a. He started out at age two at Fox Studios as a baby. You know, it's a great way to start your career. And he worked through. He was in the Navy in World War II. After the Navy, he went to school and he got a GI Bill. Became an a, uh, administrative person at the Boston Airport, but. Uh, and he, he, I, love, I love the quote here. He says, he says, I remember John Wayne telling me, never apologize, never say you're sorry, but never forget to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of John Wayne, do you have more that you want to go with? No, that's that's that's. The... Speaking of John Wayne, I uh, we watched a really good John Wayne movie last night. Uh, moved our uh, westerns to Friday night instead of Saturday. And uh, this one was Overland Stage Raiders, and uh, it was uh, w- Wayne is part of uh, the Three Mosquitoes, and in, in the, you know in the movie they call them the Musketeers, but it, it's Mosquitoes because mosquitoes. It's the name of the damn tree, Mosquito. It's a tree, Mosquito, not Musketeer. And in any event, uh, Republic movie from 1938. Uh, uh, Max Terhune and uh, Crash Corrigan uh, in it as well. Uh, John Wayne did all kinds of way cool stunts. At least I think he did the stunts. I'm not sure the Yakima is in there. The only time you're positive it's him is when you see Yak in the same shot. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. He, he jumps, Wayne jumps from his horse onto a train to... Uh, Halt the bad guy from stealing the trade. I mean, what a great, yeah. yeah, what a great stunt that was. And I'm positive that wasn't Canute. Uh, just it didn't look like him. Yeah. But anyway, well, it's good, great movie. I highly recommend Overland a, Stage Riders. B to C. It's a B to C. You can find it on the YouTube. Okay, well, here's another fellow that passed away. Here we lost Andrew Prime. Uh, he's Wild Country with Earl Holloman, which yeah. was a pretty lame show. It was a, the two brothers yeah, going yeah. around. Uh, unlike Stony Burke, who had a, had a real authentic feel to it, these guys just it just didn't have the right feel. But he had a great career. He did a ton of westerns. He did Texas Across the River, Advance to the Rear, Bandolero, Chisholm, Rooster Cogburn, uh, TVs all over the place, you know. It just... And he he was he was quite quite good at what he did, you know. Okay. I, I liked him anyway. All right. You guys got anything on? I'm anybody? I'm I'm out. 
Okay, well, we'll move on to a lady well, that just passed away. Well, didn't get to Todd. Didn't let Todd respond. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm flowing. All right. Okay, you're flowing. Well, here's a lady who was a three-time Oscar nominee. Uh, didn't do that many westerns. Uh, she's more famous for murder, she wrote. But uh, the westerns that she did do were pretty darn good. That was the Harvey Girls and A Lawless Street with Randolph Scott. And she was a babe back then. You're not talking about Angela Lansbury. Yes. Oh, she yeah. was a babe when she was young. Yes, she was. <laughs> She's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Shelley Winters. Uh-huh. Shelley Winters. She was a babe back in, then. Especially in Frenchie. I thought, whoa. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. boy, I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> okay, here's another Well, thing. if you want to know how much of a babe Angela Lansbury was, watch Gaslight. Yeah, with with uh, yes. Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. That's one of she is the ultimate temptress in that. The yeah. ultimate little flirt. She had a beautiful face too. She Gorgeous. she aged well. You know, she was she was still doing Broadway almost up to the time she died. And she was a damn good detective. Damn good detective. <laughs> well, and she made sure all those murders she wrote. She insisted they all be shot or transferred onto two inch. Yeah. Ah, two inch tape, yeah, two inch to, tape for to save, and, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know they still look good because they're on two inch. Mm-hmm. They haven't deteriorated them. Mm-hmm. Now they've all been transferred. I'm sure over, but mm-hmm. you also the, the, her death as an actress though really uh, is shown in uh, the Venturian Candidate as Lawrence Harvey's mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Boy, you talk about the embodiment of evil. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I've got Michael Callan here. Uh, He's not really noted for a lot of Westerns, but he... the one that I really liked was They Came to Kadura. That's one of my favorite pictures. Cat Blue, which uh, Marvin is wonderful, and it's got the insignificant uh, Jane Mansfield in it. And then she did Magnificent Seven Ride, which is... Kind of a lame, magnificent seven, if I say, say that. And then she did a TV movie, Daughter Pass, The Road to Survival, which was pretty good. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. 
Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tankaverde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. I'm just going to send for you, Gardner. Remember my telling you about James Wiley? You mean the troubleshooter from the East-West Stage Company? Nearly wrecked the casino last fall and you along with it? Claimed your games were crooked? Yeah, that's the one. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emo Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. I uh, always love to close out the show with somebody really recognizable, and that would be the uh, Sons of the Pioneers there for you. So uh, it's a. You know, you know that too, Bunker. 
Yeah. Start puts on the headphones, starts dancing. Yeah. All right, we're doing no topic for old men uh, for today's uh, show. And uh, next time we get together on Emil Francis' Voices of the West, it is going to be a goodie. I I guarantee it. We've got Robert Sigmund. He is the director of the Lone Pine Film Museum. And was head of Republic for a while. Yes, the Lone Pine Film Museum. uh, So many movies were filmed out there. Uh, in Lone Pine, and the you know, I'm 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 kind of scared. This guy is smart. Well, and the yeah, and the neighboring uh, Alabama hills down there. Uh, so uh, if, from the first time, the first movie that was filmed out there, and I don't the title escapes me at the moment, but it was uh, Fatty Arbuckle in 1921, yeah. I believe, uh, was the very first time. They filmed out at Lone Pine in the Alabama Hills. And, and it was uh, famous for being the Himalayan mountains in so many movies. We're going to find Gunga out. Den. Yep. We're, yeah. yeah I, you know, we're. it is just so iconic. But yeah. That's our topic for next time we get together. Bob Sigmund, that's director great. of the Lone Pine Film Museum. And uh, thank you, Todd Roberts, for finding that gentleman. He's, Todd is a... I, I don't know where he finds these keep, guys. Man. Yeah, I don't know where he finds these guys. He must keep. You know, he must have one of those FBI dossiers. You know, where he can call them up and say, "I've got information about you." No, 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 no. I'll tell the secret now. Well, no, no, don't tell the secret. I, I, hang, I, I hang out in the worst place possible. <laughs> anyway, any, if I'm driving along and I see a bar that doesn't have a sign that can light up, I pull in. Yeah, okay. You know. Well, I was, uh, was going to say. Dive. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I've hired him for thirty a month and found, and this is what he's found. This is what he's well, found. He's done good. Yeah. yeah. It always reminds me of that great Bugs Bunny cartoon when he's got the, the baby elephant playing on the baseball team with him. And he says, uh, he goes, uh, he can grab the bat, the baseball bat with his trunk and just smack the ball out of the stadium every time. And he goes, and he works for peanuts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, all right, guys, we're uh, fixing to wrap it up here. Okay, I want to mention one more guy then. Because Quickly. Uh, Ted White, great stuntman, passed away at the age of 96. Uh, he pursued a film. He started out in, after the Marine Corps in World War II. He was working on Sanzi Iwo Jima because of his Marine background. They asked him to be a consultant. Uh, he got to know Wayne. He doubled him in several films. Uh, he went on. He did... Uh, Daniel Boone with Fess Parker was the coordinator of the show, and he's got a list longer than your arm and leg put together of all Good. just the westerns alone. Good. Everything else, and we'll miss him. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Todd? Well, you know, unfortunately, we keep losing people, which is just the way uh, Mother Nature has it planned. Yep. Uh, and I think the message is is that we uh, try to value them here more while they're alive right. than after they're gone. And don't forget them and after don't, they're gone. Well, never forget them. And never in, forget them. And in, in, if they are actors, actresses, enjoy their bodies of work. Yeah. And if they're actresses, enjoy their bodies. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, Harry, what did you hit me for? <laughs> That's my wife hitting you. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Oh, yes. All right. I think that's going to about wrap it up for this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Bob Sigmund next week, director of Lone Pine Film Museum, and uh, we'll be talking with him. Until then, 78, 79, 80 old geezers. <laughs> so long, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Emil Franzink's Voices of the West. 